one of those SCART to HDMI adapters from Amazon oh, yeah. that is just a 50-50, whether it's just a box of junk or not. Like, oh, oh, an what? empty box with some plugs in it. Empty box. Oh, well, now I have hepatitis. Okay. <laughs> one star. Ah, uh, two. It turned out quick. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, fair enough. Next day, <laughs> so two, two. It's all there. The package, pack, packaging was nice. Packaging was yeah, good. we'll call it three. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Omcast and joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Tonight we're talking about the most anticipated movie of 2017. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, starring Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Ray uh, Fisher, Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa. Yep. Yep. It's the Snyder Cut. It's here. It's, it's actually here. They actually made it. It actually happened. Um, yep. And we watched it. Um, we haven't spoken about it. So no, we haven't. What I think, yeah, what, what, okay, we can what, fairly succinctly skip through a lot of this stuff because I mean, we've covered it before and everyone knows, but so we don't have to do really a plot rundown, do we? Because it's not really, no, although, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, 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 largely speaking, the plot is kind of the same, um, yeah. but there's a, just a lot more to it. Um, but anyway, regardless, before we get into that, <laughs> what did you think? I'm I'm almost afraid to ask, but what did you think of the film? Uh, right. So stepping away from the internet bullying, yes, and the how I actually feel about a lot of the stuff behind it, this film is significantly better. Yeah, but it's incredibly boring. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's four hours. Yeah. Like I, and that's the thing. Like the, the, this all comes with a caveat. Yeah. Because this isn't a film. This is a TV miniseries at this point. Yes, it is. And it's it's very unique, and I get all of that. But I was still very very bored because there's so there's too much that they put in. Yeah. But again, there's like a caveat to it because it's like, I get it. Like we're putting everything in that wasn't, that was cut out before that was part of this, this and this. I get that. Yeah. It's hard to judge it as a film, isn't it? That's the thing. It's a director's cut. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's exactly made purely for the fans. It's like if, you know, if, if they went straight in at, here's the four hour cut of return of the King. Yeah. Having had nothing before. Um, Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's I don't know. It's yeah. What did you What did you think before we get into the discussion too much? What did you think? Um, I'm I'm kind of ashamed to say this, and I don't I. Um, but I don't know if this is going to be the end of the podcast or. or you loved I, it, didn't you? I really liked it, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, really no, it's liked... fine. Like I'm, I'm and being <laughs> completely wouldn't... frank, like. Yeah. You were always going to. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. No, because there are still some things that I don't like and still wind me up about it. And we'll get into them specifically. And there are some things that I roll my eyes at, like the Zack Snyderiness of it, like some music video pieces, which are crap. And they're just objectively crap. Like, I'm not I'm not a Snyder fan in the sense of um, 
yeah, of just thinking he's some sort of god and everything he does is brilliant. There is some mm. wanky shit in here. But for the most part, like I watched it the four hours and I did I paused in between and, and did other bits and pieces at the point when it, you know, when it told you to, sort of thing, when the chapter titles came up. Yeah. But I was engaged the whole way through it. I didn't get bored. I didn't feel like oh, I can't be asked for this. That's just I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow. I was just I was in. I was totally in. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, no, like that's, you know, realistically, like how we've spoken about it before. And it's like you said on last week's podcast, you were like, you know what you're going to feel. I know what I'm going to feel. And we know what each other's going to feel. Yeah, like to a, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. And as we were saying, like we got both went back and listened to our previous Justice League justice yeah. league episode yeah yeah and like you like and this is this isn't no, i don't want you to be like this is me taking a pop or anything but like you were saying in that like you're an apologist as well so you're going to receive it in a more positive way true yeah and i don't mean that to call you an apologist but just to say that that's how you referred it to it as before yeah so that's likely how you're going to receive it because you're very very much behind this universe but like yeah. i don't think it's the end of the podcast i think if we <laughs> keep bringing up this film like okay i'll never mention it again i promise like uh, just after after this like okay all right okay so i just okay. don't think like in context look we can talk about this film like if there happens to be like there's going to be an aquaman 2 and stuff like that but yeah. this feels very separate yeah um and that's what i want to talk about is like how this is like a unique proposition of a film which is why i kept sort of insisting that I was okay to do it because I. it's a very unique situation for film. Yeah, true. Especially of this scale. This isn't the Richard Donner cut. No, this is huge. This is like the this amount is, of, Yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. But, yeah, one of, oh, that's, the one, that's the sort of the thing that I want to keep... I sort of go back to a bit is that I just found it really, like there were 30 or 40 seconds for every minute that was just I knew you were going to say something like that. scaring <laughs> or dragging or being pensive or being dramatic. When nothing happens, it just drags to the yeah. point that I read a statistic the other day, you know, 10% of this entire the film, film is, in slow motion, yeah. is in slow motion. Yeah. Okay. Which is ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, but again, like I feel like I feel like I have to fucking apologize for it because I'm like, oh, no, well, you it's don't. you know, it's for the fans. It's but like objectively speaking, this is I don't know, I don't know how to say it like that. I don't want to be like there is a good film in there, but it needs to be shorter because we kind of got that. Yeah, I think like no, I agree with that. I think there is there's a two and a half to three hour cut of this that's really solid. I think, yeah. genuinely, if like yeah. a proper editor could get this down, and like th there are certain things, like right, yeah, the the sort of people walking around and being pensive, and the and the music video pieces that are just there for some depressing music to play, they can be cut. A lot of the exposition stuff with the um, villains can be cut. But you get, but the the thing, the problem is that like for every time I say, oh, you can get cut that, cut that, because I've watched it a couple of times now. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> And like I like that like there's there's like these little character moments that I wouldn't I would like if 
if it wasn't for the fact that this is a director's cut, we never would have seen that. So like there's this little scene yeah. between um Wonder Woman and uh Alfred, which I which is really yeah. nice. Like that little you got that, you get like you know, more of her and her mum back at home, and it's just like, right, okay, well that wouldn't have been there otherwise, or you know, or the scene between Lois and um and Martha Kent, that would have been cut, or you know, do you know what I mean? You would have lost something. Um yeah. or like all like the little bonding scenes between the teams. So again, there's a there's a nice time, and it's like completely inconsequential to the plot, but it's a scene between um Wonder Woman and uh Aquaman as you know, just talking about their two peoples and how they like no one talks to one another anymore. Mm. And again, that's the kind of thing that they just would have cut, but it's like, no, that's really important because that's kind of the whole point of the film is that all these different disparate people coming together. And yeah. it's like it's got the same. Like I couldn't get over like how like as much as it was like there's some grim dark just you know fucking Joss Whedon um Joss Whedon uh Zack Snyder stuff in there I couldn't get over how sort of hopeful it was in a way like it shared yeah. like it's the ethos of it or whatever behind it is very similar to what like Raya and the Last Dragon was all about. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's yeah, uh, again, it, but it does it on. That's one of the one thing that I wanted to say was it did it on a scale that was outside of the realm of like normal film, if you know what I mean. So it did it out of this. It did it in such a cosmic scale and such a vast scale that nothing ever felt ground level. Yeah, I guess so. It all, it all, it all kind of felt like you know the 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 king's waistband is too tight and. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I never, I felt it between the between the the characters. So like, like you say, that point with like, I'm very, very glad we didn't get Aqua Bro. Yeah, he's so much better in this. Like he's so much better in this. But then, but then again, like it's it becomes more frustrating because you're like, well, we did get Aqua Bro, and then we got Aqua Bro again yeah. with. His, the movie. his movie yeah although yeah i mean although there is a like you could draw there's not he's not yeah he's not completely transplanted like a different personality no um so th- there's something there um but then like yeah. just i think the thing that ground that did sort of ground it more i guess is because i know what you mean like the cosmic scale of it but that's kind of what you want out of a comic book movie isn't it um kind but, of but not when but then what, when... what grounded it for me was the cyborg and the flash because they are like the humans that in amongst all these gods, they're, they're just these two kids, these young men who have had this mm. weird, like suddenly have got these powers. They weren't born like that. Everyone else was born like that. Sort of. Yeah. Except with the exception of Batman, who's just this 20 year old, you know, he's been doing this for 30 years. Doesn't, you know, yeah. so that he, he's just over it. Um, but like, yeah. yeah. I, and I like that. It was like the flash aside, we're both dealing with like, they've got their own pe- issues with their parents and coming to terms with who they are now as to who they used to be before. And the mm. fact that sort of not spoiling it too much, but it, it's um, it was those two who saved the day. Basically it was through their own and their sort of belief in themselves and the cyborg yeah. stuff, like the cyborg stuff was brilliant. The cyborg stuff I will say was like very much, what this film needed before yes, absolutely and this film serves him a lot better definitely but everyone else can't like there are there are small moments for everybody else like that's what i'm saying like i didn't want to hate this film and i don't hate this film i think this is a vastly superior version of what we got 
the problem that I found is that within a four-hour runtime, there was probably an hour's worth of Cyborg, an hour's worth of everybody else, an hour's worth of action, and an hour's worth of slow motion, pensive nonsense. Like, that's what I mean. Then never felt like a cohesive, the whole unit, it didn't feel like a whole unit. It felt like too many fractured parts. Yeah, I feel like, like I say, you know, and like it's, yes, it's leading up to a Batman and yes, it's leading into a Wonder Woman and yes, it's leading into this and yes, it's leading into that. But there are are a lot of gaps in this film, which I felt like, like you said, like the cyborg stuff was so good. Yeah. You know, because he's dealing with his mom and dealing with his dad and dealing with like the loss of his humanity, but like maintaining that. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think what helps is the is the structure of breaking it up and having these parts. And you see that right. So the first part is you know the the inciting incident, which is that Superman dies and it activates the mother box, and then Steppenwolf comes to Earth, and then literally. But I just feel like like I can imagine if they'd done this like as like a six part miniseries played out over a week. Yep. That would have been amazing. Like, because some of the some of the the endings of each episode of each episode, I will call them episodes, are like sort of mic drop, like holy shit moments. And can you imagine mm. if just credits roll? It's just like yeah. So like they have this massive like the ending of part one is like Steppenwolf turns up, absolutely wrecks Themyscira. They have this big you know uh, balls out fight. And it's all desperate, and they're trying to get away from him. And then eventually, they um, he, he gets away and gets it to them. And then they, they have this conversation about right, we've got to light the beacons, sort of thing, because mankind yeah. won't know what it means. She will. <laughs> End of episode. Like, can you imagine if that just ended, and then you had to come back tomorrow night to find out what happens next? Yeah, like that would have been better. Like the fact that you that would have been to, better. Yeah, I feel like that's that's almost the way you should watch it. I feel like, and that, like they've even, and then but then even like thematically everything breaks up like that so then there's i think it's the episode that follows that is when you get diana going you know doing her investigation and finding out what the the whole uh, the backstory is and you get the big battle scene from you know thousands of years ago Mm. you get that and then at the end of that she goes okay we need to find the others where are they end of episode yeah and then, then, then the following episode after that is dealing with Barry and Cyborg because when she says the others, that's who she means. She means right, that's who we had mm-hmm. last time. The, you know, we've got an episode dealing with what happened thousands of years ago. Now the same threat is at our door. What are we going to do? And like, so yeah. it is broken up. Like there is a, a logic and a structure to it. It's just not a film. It's a. It's a, it's a but that's exactly. But that's the thing. But when you put it on, it's three hours and forty nine minutes or forty eight minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's that's the problem is that it's it's trying to be both, but yeah, it doesn't succeed it's... at either. And that's that's what I was like. That's part of the thing that frustrated me because there were parts in there that I was like, "Holy shit, it's doing it!" Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's still not. It's still doing the same problem that it had before, where it's just dragging on. And that's not to say like Snyder is a talented filmmaker with the right things like. You know, when we look at other things, like, yeah, like Watchmen visually is spectacular. Yeah. Like 300 is a great film. You know, like Day of, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead yeah. remains a great film. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, like I felt a bit deflated by it when I went in because I was like, I spent so long being against it. Yeah. 
And then I've actively spent a lot of time genuinely being like, don't be like that. Just go with it. See what it's about. Take your time. See what it is for. It is what it is on its own. But yeah, and then it's just like, I don't know. I, I got, yeah. I'm I'm a bit disappointed. Like if this was a if this was a TV series, it would have been like seven, and I've been like, right, really looking forward to season two. Bit lumpy in season one, as a lot of TV seasons that series are. But yeah. if we're going into season two, this is going to be we've set up some really big stakes. So we've got like two timelines that we're jumping between, and how can we sort of connect the two? As a film, it didn't work. As as a TV series. It wasn't, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I feel like I'm working through a lot of shit with this. Yeah, you are, aren't you, mate? But, yeah. So, like, talk me through, like, your highlights. And, like, because <laughs> we, I think we both agree, like, the cyborg stuff's really, really good. Cyborg stuff's great. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. There was just, there were, like, I was never, I was never too far away from a scene that I really liked, to be honest. Like, mm. even though, yeah, it's four hours, you're never more than, 10 minutes away from a good scene equally there are some crap scenes in there but yeah. like there there is always in each part there's a standout sequence if you like so it's like again thinking of it, about it in those chunks that they he's deliberately set that up and i feel like the only reason he didn't divide it up is because it was a contractual thing that's what it ended up being because originally when they announced it they said look it's going to be a you know four but six part series or whatever and it's going that's how long it's going to be that was it. And then he had to renege and go back on that because I think part of it was like the actors... Almost the union, isn't it? Yeah, because it's different rules for if you work on a series as to if you work on a um, movie. So that was part of the reason why he's had to release it this way. But I feel like that's not what you would have wanted to do. And it's clearly not the way it's intended. It's like, yeah, rather than the way it's edited is that, right, we're not going to just like keep cutting back to Cyborg and, and The Flash because they're not relevant yet. We'll get to them later. Do you know what I mean? It's like so that's clearly how they've done it. Um, but I don't know, yeah, like I liked I like <laughs> the music I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, so we're back with Junkie XL, right? Junkie than... XL and a bit of the Hans Zimmer stuff that they brought in back from from the previous yeah. movies. Um, but yeah, just like the yeah, the open the fact that it all just seems connected now and it's sort of it came back to BVS and what uh, superman dying is how the film opens and then we get this this sort of this more connected world but i think as a world building thing for the dceu it was really cool um because it's hard to sort of think and go back to like this would have been our introduction to aquaman this would have been you know mm. but now we've had that you know two and a half hours of the jason Momoa movie that came out um yeah but if this has been how we were introduced to him and Atlantis and how all that worked, that would have been, you know, completely reviewed it differently. We wouldn't have sort of zoned out of it in the way that we would have done now watching it because it would have been new. Um, oh, I don't know what else my highlights. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is that's one of the like, like seeing this Aquaman introduced. Yeah. You know, like, this is cool. Like, I can get behind this Aquaman. Like, he's this man of two worlds and as a lot of these sort of characters are, but his is different. Mm. It's like a, like a unique perspective on a man of two worlds. And, but he's like torn between, he's got this sort of, this invisible bridge between him and Diana. 
like they're, they're enemies because their race their their race doesn't get on yeah but oh, so like know. yeah you just, you again just, you just came across like a bit of a dick in the last one but then i what i liked i guess and i can't i need to talk about the whole thing in its entirety but i just like like the way they characterized him and the team as a whole really and they sort of had this thing where they sort of rallied around victor and it was all yeah. about him. And I just liked that they had all these moments. So like with Jason, yeah, with Aquaman, that was when he sort of showed his humanity. He's like when after Victor's father dies, um, he's concerned about him. And he's like, look, we're asking a kid who just lost his dad to, to do this for us. It's not fair. And yeah. Barry's like, I thought you didn't care. I thought you were like Aqua bro. And you were all like hard ass. And he's like, I didn't say that. And then you suddenly see like the good man underneath it all. And again, that's yeah. how he's introduced. Like when Bruce goes to find him in the first place, he's this bloke bringing fish to a village that can't feed themselves. So you know there's like a good heart underneath that. And then they do that same thing with like Cyborg, where they show you the whole amazing introduction to him where they, you get this speech from his dad explaining like how he is a god now, essentially, and how he yeah. has control over the financial systems of the world and the nuclear arsenals and all the rest of it. And one of the first things he does is he, he sees this story play out with this um, struggling waitress and then decides to put a load of money in her account. And again, yeah. it's just it's showing these little moments of them being heroes, of them doing the right thing, um, sort of just gets you on board with all the characters and, and like sees what it is that brings them all together. And just, I don't know, I, yeah, I liked it, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's I don't, don't need to apologise. Right? <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's 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 that's the thing. Like, a lot of people are going to like this. A lot of people aren't, and like, there's going to be people that were, you know, like I was, which is very very cross that this is a thing. Yeah, you know, and because it, like I still like one of the main things that I have, you know, outside of this conversation that we're having about like objectively talking about the podcast. Uh, objectively talking about the film on the podcast is the just the horrible behavior of people oh yeah behind like that were involved in this like there, there's great positive part of it like there's the sort of going around and like raising money and doing stuff but there's also just the horrible spiteful abrasiveness of screaming and like abusing film critics that dared to dislike the thing because they're like you're a hack you're a piece of shit you don't know because it wasn't this and you're like you're you're turning on someone who's trying to do their job with what they've got they're not going to address the story and do this in a different way and it's like we sort of said before that you know hundreds of millions of dollars have gone into this yeah and that could have gone in other ways and yes i get like zach snyder's but like i get the objective side of it, which is why i'm trying to talk about the film you know and it's just like the main thing that i got was that i'm like my one line that i wrote as a note because i was like actually i don't really need to write notes i was like it's the same thing bit better much longer okay and i was like like it didn't it did enough to buy back a lot of like good grace for me okay but what it didn't do was enough for me to be able to say this is good and i really liked it which is the most disappointing part yeah i think well i think that's part of i mean you, you know that whole 
speech you've just given is like it is mm. had a big hill to climb for you it was almost you mm. know because of the, the 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 concerns and now completely valid concerns about you know the way this has come about and the, and the toxic fan behavior and all that but that that it, it means that it's so far down that it has to be like, it has to be the best movie that you've ever seen in your life no. in order to no, no, overcome no. all that not at all like i'm completely completely okay with that saying like that stuff separate to this like i can deal with the differences but what i can't deal with i can like i can put that stuff to one side because that isn't Zack snyder no Zack snyder has made this film as he wanted to but i can't review it object completely objectively because it's not a normal film it's no. four hours long it still feels really choppy but then oh i can't complain about that because oh it's just what was there before so it's a different cut of the same that's what i'm saying is that i find it really hard to be able to get solid grasp on this because there's no objective view because there's always going to be a defense point that argues the opposite if you know what i mean yeah so there's no way that i can i can objectively and consciously say this is i don't like this because of this because there's always going to be some sort of different answer behind it that means that it should be treated differently so it cannot be tested on its own well i think all you, on can, its do, own. All you can do is talk about the, the story and the characters and whether yeah. you like them or not and that's those, the are just, yeah. those are object those are forgetting pacing and style and all the rest of it those yeah. are things you either you'll get on board with and you like the way they treated this character or not yeah and and again but that's again that's the thing that i keep getting hung up on like my hang up here is that i can't do that because there's too much behind it now okay so there's too much also, involved. There's too much. Can, there's too much plugged into it. So looking at this on its own, complete and completely honestly, looking at this on its own, just as what it is, it's an excruciatingly long and boring film with some good bits in it. Okay. Because that's if I can if I just judge it on just being this film and nothing else. If we don't look at the Joss one. Yeah. If we don't look at Aquaman, we don't look at any of the other things that have come around it. It's extraordinary how long this film is for how little it does with it. Like you say, there's a two and a half hour cut in there somewhere that's really tight, that really shows off like the caliber. And things are going to get cut. We are going to lose some stuff. But there is something to this film. There is something in it. But it's an hour and a half too long. Yeah. You know, because it needs to be a film like this needs to be something like, I don't know, like 245 max. Yeah. Because we're introducing a world where yeah. it's all of these people together. We don't have these films to, we've had Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman introduced. That's great. But we're introducing Batman, we're introducing Cyborg, Aquaman and Flash at the same time. Yeah, but we're trying to do an in-depth origin story of Cyborg, as well as doing a world-building event, which is unifying everybody, as well as having this vast, um, like supervillain battle, as well as unifying the team. 
as well as introducing Aquaman, as well as giving everybody like a thorough backstory and introduction. I feel like, like it, it does that though. Does it not do all those things? But it does that in four hours. Yeah, but well, you, all those things you just listed, I don't know how you would do that. Like if you didn't have that amount of time, you, there'd be something that- You cut would... stuff. Because well, it, can't, can't, it can't, can't do all that, can it? No, it can't. And it shouldn't have to if it stood on its own. That's what I'm saying. Like it shouldn't have to do that. It should be in a position where it needs to breathe. It feels like it's trying to do everything at once. And that's why it wouldn't work as a two and a half, two hour, 40 minute film. So you, you put in like tidbits of stuff and then you go into it further at another time as you do with any other film. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem that I've got with this is it's, it's trying to do too much and it ends up being four hours. Like if we start getting into a model where, you know, streaming services or like Netflix or stuff like that are putting these things out. Like we're saying, if this was a series, it would be better because we can add more stuff into that series. You know, mm. it could be six hours or five hours. And then you add more in there. You take out some of the, the, the pacing, the, the pacing stuff and the, just the, the arty stuff and you tighten it up, but completely on its own. I just don't think it works. And that's the one thing that was frustrating me because I was like, I really want this to be good. I really want to be wrong. Yeah, well, I I watched it. So I watched it the first time on Sunday night and I was sat there going, I really like this. Am I mad? Am I just a little bit too, am I too tired? And I'm not, I'm mm. not my critical faculties aren't what they should be. So then that's why I've yeah. gone back and watched it again. I've broken it up. Yeah. And I've gone, no, I really like it. Yeah, I've just gone. No, I, yeah, I like that bit. I like that bit. I like that bit. I like that line. I just there are again, like I've, I keep saying, there are things that I don't like, and I think the main thing, and to get back into the actual content of the film, um, Superman. Um, yeah. I think although there are some cool bits for Superman, it's like the music does all the heavy lifting. Um, like there's there's a great you know there's a sequence where he get he puts on his black suit for the first time and and flies and it's got all this. Um, voiceover of uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Kevin Costner as the two dads, hmm. like saying what that you know what he means to the world and all the rest of it. And I think, I think I've sort of pinpointed what the problem is with Zack Snyder Superman is that he's he loves all the mythology and he loves all the the iconography of Superman, but he doesn't get the character. Yeah, it's that he just he and he nails the iconography and that and you get like these like sort of crowd-pleasing moments where he, like, he takes off, takes flight, and then he turns up and saves the day. And that's great. Yeah. But when they all talk about Clark and uh, what a great man Clark was, and how, God, like, oh, I wish Clark was still here. I was like, he didn't really have a character. He was just a no. guy. Like, he's not like, if you were talking about Christopher Reeve, then I, co I totally get it. I get why you would be, why you'd mourn that man and why everyone would be gutted that he was gone. It would be the same way as yeah. the, the way we felt about Peter being gone in um, Avengers. When Peter died, yeah. we felt it because we liked him as a character and he was, he was an yeah. affable, likable person who just exuded warmth and that's who Superman's supposed to be. Zack Snyder has missed putting that in in any of his three movies and then tried to retroactively talk about it. And like even like they get like little lines where like Flash talks about, uh, he was my hero. Like, okay, maybe when you bring him back, maybe he should talk. 
<laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what really bugged me is that he got brought back. He fought the uh, the team. I mean that that scene was largely very similar to what we got in the in the just Whedon version. And then he came back and yeah. saved the day. And they were all like, "Yeah, Superman's here." And he just didn't say anything. He didn't say, <laughs> "Oh, sorry, sorry for trying to kill you. Thanks for bringing me back to life, everybody." No, he didn't yeah. even have that. He had literally he had one speaking part in the rest of the movie, and that was him thanking Bruce for buying the house back. Yeah, and that was it. He never actually spoke. But that to was, the rest and that was team. in the like the the epilogue as well, really. Yeah, that was in or that the, was the first epilogue. <laughs> yeah, it does have a Return of the King ending, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that the 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 nightmare sequence with fucking uh, Jared Leto was bollocks, and they could have cut that. Like, like I say, yeah. I'm not a fucking Snyder fanboy. I'm not just going to say everything he puts yeah, in yeah. there is great. But yeah. for the you know, the vast majority of it, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just like you get like all the the back end that final fight sequence, there were just a number of times where it was just like it felt like I got that Avengers feeling where you just saw the team coming together and kicking ass mm. on a, in a few moments. Like the, there was the moment where, yeah, Batman like he gets the um, Batmobile out and everyone rallies around him and they get like the splash page in slow motion, which is straight out of Age of Ultron. So yeah. it amazes me that that was never in the Joss Whedon cut, really. But that's really cool. And you get that. And then, you know, fucking um, Cyborg just, like, drops a bunch of buildings on a bunch of guys. And that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And then it just... And, the, like, I agree with you with the Superman thing. But it's, like, there are, there are the small things that I could have sort of gotten past. Because I was like, they did a lot of that with that. And I did a lot with that. But it's, I don't know, like, the main the main problem that I had was that if you and I went to see that in a cinema. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the part that I get can't get past. Yeah. Because it, and it doesn't feel like I can have that because it exists in a unique space. But like, I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed by They underserved Batman a bit. Yeah, they did. But then I also thought he, again, I know exactly what you mean about how it's impossible to judge this in a bubble because you can't every time, like particularly when I was watching the first time, I was just like, that was better than Joss. That was better than Joss. And you can't exactly. help but think yeah. that constantly because it's not a film in a bubble. So I'm, all I thought about Batman, like a lot of the times, like, I think, fuck, he's not making stupid jokes anymore. Yeah. And like, but, you know, because just the way they characterized him in Joss Whedon's version was crap. Um, yeah. So I was just glad that it was different and better. But that's not yeah. to say it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, but I did like, yeah, he was a more hopeful Batman. He was like, he, yeah, he, I like, I like that conversation that him and Alfred had about, I've got, you know, I'm not working on reason anymore. I'm just working on faith. Yeah. And that, that was, was cool. that was excellent because that was, that was something that we needed to see before because it was, it was the conversation that they'd had where, um, well, the, 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 it was the justification of what we'd seen at the end of BBS. Yeah. You know, where he was inspired by him and he has been led to be that different person there. Yeah. And he just, and I don't know. Yeah. And the, the, his relationship with Alfred, Alfred just generally is great. Um, Alfred's and brilliant in this. He's brilliant. He's got so many like nice little, like, but there's little things that are just like, again, Bruce, he's just a different guy now. It's like when he, when he turns up with the team and goes, hi, everyone, this is Alfred. I work for him. Yeah, like that. That's a great little like. There's there's place for humor, but not like Joss Whedon's stupid humor talking about brunch and fucking <laughs> the Flash falling on Wonder Woman's boobs. Like, you know what I mean? like yeah. But again, 
I'm judging it in relation to the previous cut. I'm not judging yeah. it on its own merits. It's really difficult. I agree. It is a really difficult yeah. film to talk about and critique objectively. Um, and that's that's one of the things that I'm I'm fighting myself. Yeah. By trying to be objective. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I'm finding most frustrating about it because I want to be able to sit. I want to be able to sit and enjoy this film because I enjoy those characters. Yeah. You know, like we really we went and saw Wonder Woman and we liked it. Yeah. You know, as much as we're apparently wrong, you know, we we enjoyed it, you know, and for what it's worth, as stupid as Aquaman is visually, it's very fun, but it stayed around too long and did too much with it. Yeah. And that's similar to how I feel with this, but it feels like I have to be a lot angrier about it or I have to be a lot more involved about it. And I, I'm like, I just you don't have to. I was, you, I was just you, you disappointed by it. And it just yeah. felt like that, you know, and I was just disappointed and, but then yeah. I don't know. there's yeah, so like, much other baggage, like you say, like there's so, so much other stuff that's sort of swirling around in there. Yeah. And just, I don't know. There, there was just, like I say, there were, this gave me those, those Avengers moments that I wanted. It gave yeah. me those. So like, like a big, stupid superhero grin on your face. So when Superman turns up and say, and that, and just jumps in the way, just as he's about to, um, Steppenwolf is going to get um, Cyborg. Yeah. Gets in the way not impressed or whatever he says and then just literally just yeah. does a little blow out of one side of his mouth turns the whole thing to ice smashes it this axe that he's been throwing around and causing havoc with the whole movie yeah it's like and then and then the the Hans Zimmer music comes in and it's just him and, and Aquaman and Wonder Woman just knocking the shit out of the guy it's really cool it gave me a big smile on my face it was like do you know what I mean it's like watching Cap beat the shit in Thanos with a with Mjolnir not quite the same level. I'm the Jermaine, but the, yeah. it's the same feeling, and it it got that for me. And then again, the big one that it got for me was the Barry running back in time. Yeah, that was wicked. I love that. I didn't. Am I, quite, am I, am I wrong? <laughs> I didn't quite get that. That's what one thing I will say. Like, because he, I, it was all very, very amazing to look at yeah but and again this is part of the issue that i was saying with like the length but you were saying that you 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 was you would split this film up yeah a little bit but not like i still watched it in one evening Mm. i sat down and watched it in one go like with the old bathroom break like i never i never went away for anything more than like a couple of minutes just to go to the bathroom as i would in the cinema yeah, well, because yeah, i'm an old man and i drink too much well yeah me and too, really. really. I, I, need, I never need to I do never, wheeze yeah i never went away for more than five minutes at a time yeah but i kind of got to a point and i was like yeah so he's so he's gone to talk me through the the time travel bit again because so what happens is yeah so basically superman gets there and he um and he beats up Stefan Balls and stops him. But what's happening is they're doing this unity thing, but they're uniting the three mother boxes. Mm. If that happens, then Dark Side wins and the whole world gets fucked over. And this is a huge explosion. Everyone dies. Barry, they're waiting. They're, Victor needs him to turn up and give him the power to get inside there and stop that from happening. But Barry gets shot. And so he, he's like, he, he can't run anymore. The explosion goes off and it wipes everyone out. It kills... Superman and the whole Justice League who were right there at the epicenter of that explosion, they all died. Yeah. And it's like this big, yeah, almost like a like a nuclear explosion like emanating out. And then at that point, Barry, before the explosion reaches him, enters the speed force, 
and starts and runs as far as he can towards the explosion so that it's basically like he's turning back time as he's running towards it so literally like i love the visual of like as he's running the explosions is in front of him but and behind him all the stuff that's been wrecked by the explosion like the ground is literally forming yeah. underneath his feet he is rebuilding he's and he's and it's rebuilding because he's running backwards through time literally and what's behind him is what's about to happen and what's in front of him ha- hasn't happened yet yeah i, d- I l- just okay. the visualization of that is fucking brilliant and it's just like, yeah it's like that because I, I i wanted to yeah but like yeah basically same, i needed that with... clarity because i was like i was, I was you, you know three hours anymore. in yeah fair enough and it wasn't that i didn't give a shit i wasn't checked out yeah. i was just like there's a lot to process and a lot to remember yeah so i just needed a bit of clarity yeah <laughs> but um, yeah but that's just like it's the kind of thing that we were talking about where it's something that frustrated us in marvel where they don't do the the more exciting visual thing so like when we had mm. one division like not a couple of weeks ago we said how boring was it that the the end fight just ended up being two witches just blasting you know light at each other yeah and that was all it ended up being whereas with this you get stuff like like that sequence and then also the the other one that really stood out to me is that sequence of um where vic is having his powers explained to him basically and yeah. he like he enters into like the digital realm and is like and you see like these stacks of money like stacking up and the and all the, the the nuclear arsenal and it's all visualized and it looks amazing. It's like this is the kind of thing that you can do with comic book properties if you like if you've got that visual flair and don't just like shoot it. And then the other you know, it reminds me of things like uh, Legion. Mm. Like if you're doing a psychic battle, look at the, the yeah. TV show Legion, that's exactly the kind of thing. And we're seeing that on this grand like cinematic scale i'm like this is great yeah this is what i want <laughs> and that's that's the thing like as much as you know how i've got a whole thing about how i hate time travel because it's exactly the same story and exactly the same nobody ever does it interestingly that's what's been done differently here yeah is that it's 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 doing the same thing because time travel in, inherently is going back and changing something going forward and changing something putting up the consequences yeah. but in yeah, this it's... way, they're showing you a very visual dynamic that isn't like spoon feeding you it. Yeah, and it's sort of and it's it makes sense that it comes to that point because well, at, at this point in the movie, we've already seen like Vic again has another vision of what the future is going to be. Um, yeah, which ties into the the nightmare vision of the future, um, and we get as Superman's been brought back to life, like the computer or whatever says the the future has been set in the present or something like that. Yeah. It's taken root in the present. So the fact that we then have this movie ending in that way where it's even like, I mean, that's, that's how the super, the original Superman movie ends with Superman reversing time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not completely out of the realms of like possibility and, and even like, you know, cinematic history of these characters. No, of course not. Like, um, and then you've got to think about like... I've never seen it done this way and it was, no. it looked amazing. Yeah, and it looked fantastic. And again, it's it's one of those is that sort of once you've done it, you've once you've let the genie out of the bottle, you've yeah. got to continue on that thing. And the fact that they've addressed that, which is why I was saying like the nightmare stuff, mm. like the season two, if you will, of existing in two timelines. Yeah. You know, and Barry being the go-between with those. Yeah. And it's that would be really, really interesting because they're like, right. In X timeline, you need to do this. And in Y timeline, we need to do this. And we need to meet in the middle. Yeah. 
yeah like we need to find a point where we can find that conjuncture yeah and that's like and there have been failed attempts so that's why we get in bvs to get the, the scene where barry turns up and it's the barry that we see in the in the nightmare in the nightmare um scene and he goes yeah. oh am i too soon oh shit i'm too soon it's like that yeah. makes sense now <laughs> i've been waiting i've been waiting five years for that to make some sort of sense now yeah. it makes sense um yeah just, and again, like, yeah, like all in all, like, yeah, I was disappointed by this and it was, I was a bit bored by it and stuff, but there is so, there is some really good stuff in there. Like yeah. if you're listening to this, if you're willing to sit down and watch this episodically, you're probably going to have a better time than watching it all in one go. Yeah. Episodically. Yeah, definitely. I'd say so. But I mean, it, it depends. Yeah. It, if you're invested in it enough, you'll keep going. Like if I, I watched it, like I said, episodically, but at no point did an episode end. And I go, oh, I can't be asked to watch the rest of this. I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow. I was yeah. invested enough to do that. And I thought that's the stress test. If you can walk away from it and still feel like you want to come back for another one, then carry on. But if you don't, if you get to the end of part one and you just go, this is bollocks, I'm bored, don't bother then. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and like, remember that there is a shorter version out there. Oh God, don't watch the shorter version. Please don't. That's no, no, the one no, thing no. I'd say. Like, if, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to watch, if you want to know what happens in this story, watch the shorter version because the same, pretty much the same thing happens. You know, it's just, it's just a lesser version in quality and duration. But, okay. You know, like if you just want to know the ending of it, watch the two hour one. I would, it's better to like, watch the two i want and see the existence of it rather than i don't know like yeah okay. if you want to know the story because it's it, and you know you've got to agree it's principally it's the same story but yeah, it just, just it just loses a lot of the stuff that makes it as low quality as it is yeah so now with like if you wanted to know say hey the, all the stuff that we complained about like when we go back and listen to that that um, episode, all the stuff's like, oh, that, the villain wasn't very good and didn't I didn't understand what, what his motivation was all about. Mm-hmm. You get that in, by watching this version. If you know, you feel like Superman was a bit weird and that it, his face looked weird the whole way through. He kept pulling me out of the movie. Watch the, do you know what I mean? Then don't. I, don't, I can't recommend that anyone watch the Joss Whedon version for whatever reason because it's crap mm. and it offends me on a, on a number of levels. <laughs> Um, and also Joss Whedon is a certified piece of shit and by all accounts Zack Snyder isn't so don't yeah no <laughs> yeah well and, and, that's, and, and yeah. like he cut out can you just I felt so bad not only for um, Ray Fisher but because fuck no wonder he's been pissed off but also um, Joe Morton who plays his dad yeah can you imagine all of that getting cut <laughs> all of that got cut that is his entire yeah. story and there was this really heartbreaking tweet that went out the other day where it was the, it was the woman who played the um the waitress that cyborg helps she goes yeah. she literally she goes i was i filmed some scenes for the justice league back in the day um can anyone please tell me whether i'm actually going to be in this one because i can't bring myself to watch it again if i'm if they've cut me out again yeah and she's just she's a british actress job in thought this would be a big break for her to get this role in this movie and then just got completely cut out of it and it's just like fuck <laughs> yeah and yeah it's just just you know everything about it is better yeah it is better and like that's the thing i, I would agree like everything about this film is better than the other one yeah 
but then there's there's too much weight in it that yeah i don't know like it's i think it's just a case that you and i are going to agree to disagree and you know I, i'm not going to judge you any differently and yeah. i hope you're not just going to shout release the snide release the snideverse or whatever the next snideverse no like what i would say is that yeah again that maybe that I, that's something that's you know but as it was getting towards the back end the sort of the epilogue stuff and it was them setting up sequels that are just never going to happen i was mm. just like i was annoyed that they put them in because it's like that's self-indulgent you know that's not going to happen but at the same time it's like well this is what people wanted to know what you would have done and that's that's your yeah. remit for doing this so i get that but at the same time some of the things you've set and i was like damn it i really want to see that <laughs> yeah so like the the work the, the setup the, the scene we get with um deathstroke and uh lex luther where he gives him batman's name i'm like yeah that's wanna... for the that was for the the movie though wasn't yeah, it? yeah the ben affleck yeah movie and the idea was that he was going to like dismantle batman's like bruce wayne's life because he knows who he is and they've got this mm. like this game of chess between the two of them it's going to be like heat but with the, those terms like that sounds great i really want to see that <laughs> now i can't and the same with the dark side stuff is like right they've it's like the thanos set up at the end of the original avengers it's like right we've created an enemy here and now is it right prepare the armada we're going to do this the old-fashioned way sort of thing i'm like I want to see that, but I can't because it's never going to happen. Mm. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, for you, by that point, it was just interminable and you can't wait for it to be over. So. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't even that. I was just, it wasn't interminable and I didn't. It's, yeah, it's worse than that because I was just, I'd lost so much goodwill by that point. Yeah. Because of just, just well, like I say about everything else I've mentioned so far, I just lost so much goodwill by the end of it that I was just like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the- you've just wasted you've wasted twenty five minutes to an hour of this film by, and then it's like you say it's, and then you get to that nightmare bit at the end. Yeah. That should have been a post credit. Because I think what was annoying is that the wrap up is quite is nice. Like it's different because originally they had this Lois Lane reading an article and it was really crap. Like it reminded me of the um what's it, the uh Karen Page from yeah. Daredevil. It was like that. Yeah. Whereas now it's got this really nice like speech from um from uh Cyborg's dad talking mm-hmm. about don't focus on the past, be the future, and it's cutting around to all the different characters and where they're at at this particular point, and like this great moment where Cyborg's standing in front of his parents' grave and he's smiling and he's not hiding who he is anymore and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's great. And it's all building and all the music's going and you get the, the Superman, you know, ripping his shirt open and about to fly away. And then it just stops dead and you do this 10 minute nightmare sequence and then it comes yeah. back and you get the Martian Manhunter bit at the end. It's like, that doesn't fit. You should have just, you should have let the Martian Manhunter bit flow directly because that again ends on like a high positive note has this nice moment between him and bruce where he says look you yeah. brought everyone together your parents will be proud it's like a hopeful nice moment to end the movie on and mm-hmm. then post credit you do the nightmare sequence for all the fanboys who just wanted to see jared leto be weird yeah um, yeah but and, and look and if you're a fanboy hoping to see jared leto i've seen the film twice and i'm still hoping to see jared leto because for some reason Zack snyder decided to have him out of focus 
or just with the sun <laughs> glaring in his fucking camera the entire time he was on set. Do you know where that was? The that was filmed in Zack Snyder's back garden. Of course it was. And there was and no do you know why? Because he did it in lockdown. Because, because Warner Brothers said no. Yeah. No. Like, like you've told everyone that you've already made that stuff and yeah. you haven't. And now yeah. you're just going to make it. And you're asking us for more money. Yeah. No. So he made it at his own expense in his back garden, which is why it looks chunky as fuck. Yeah. And which is why everybody looks like they're in episode two, Star Wars. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was nothing yeah. for that. But I, I get the impetus, like his rationale behind that was because like, I was waiting for that throughout the whole film. Yeah, I was waiting for there to be like um, I like, thought yeah the nightmare. Actually, get, get, let's get back into this a second. So, like there was this just trying to remember like there was a part where when they're doing the Superman reawakening part. Yes, so that's the, so when that's it when all Cyborg, starts. Yeah, Cyborg gets, gets his bit, vision. Yeah, and it all starts to get a bit fucky. And then they're like, oh, there's this explosion. Yeah. Right? I thought that's what was going to happen. I thought Barry was going to outrun that, that explosion, and survive. Mm. And somehow we would have found out that this is like, like everybody would have kind of made it through, but then like Lois would have died. And then like things would have happened. We were going to go into this extended nightmare sequence. And again, I'm going to go back to the runtime. That's why I thought this was going to be so long. Yeah. I thought we were going to have act one and two. Act three is the nightmare. Then we rewind. Yeah. No, that's... And then and then we do the, the original third act. Yeah, no, see that? So the nightmare basically would have been his... Because this was meant to be setting up of what would have been the trilogy. Yeah. So nightmare would have been the second movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I get, I, I know what you mean. It's yeah, it's it that sequence. It's clear. It's the most obvious thing that just doesn't fit. Um, yeah, and he just, he just, he put it in there. Like he did it again. He his rationale was it seemed sad to me that we were going to end this run of this particular iteration of the Joker and this Batman and never have them on screen together. I'm like, mm. I get that, but they still haven't been, have they? No, because although they're looking off the like they're looking off camera at each other they're clearly not like Affleck and Leto were not there on the same day no clearly. exactly yeah like so if that's the case and you can't do it properly just don't do it um but yeah I don't know it, it, there were some point like I like the, the the Batman getting back at him and saying about Harley Quinn like begging him to to kill the Joker slowly I'm like okay I can imagine that scene with um with uh Margot Robbie yeah. Um, and again, that sort of world building stuff, but just, yeah, it was un completely unnecessary. Um, and then you got the Martian Manhunter scene at the end, which was fine. Um, again, the idea, the reason it ended up being Martian Manhunter is because Warner Brothers told him he wasn't allowed to do what he originally wanted to do, which was to have the Green Lanterns turn up. Right. It was going to be um, John Stewart and Kilowog. Okay. Well, Kilowog's in this, though, isn't he? Yeah, in the in the nightmare sequence. In the, he's in the nightmare sequence. Yeah, he's dead. So that would have explained why he was on Earth in the first place. But then you also would have had John Stewart. Um, but they told him you're not allowed to do that because we've got plans for the Green Lantern characters, and we don't want people to get confused or whatever. So like, right, okay, in that case, I'll make you Martian Manhunter. Um, and the other thing that I really it was really bugged me was the the first scene we get with Martian Manhunter is when. <laughs> What? Yeah, sorry, just remembered it. Yeah, 
So, because it's what annoys me is that it's quite a good scene between Lois and uh, Martha. Mm-hmm. Martha talking about the grief of losing Clark and the fact that, you know, everyone's grieving over the symbol that he was, but no one knew who he was. And we're the only two who actually knew him personally. And like, okay, yeah. I get that. That's the idea of like a celebrity dying and everyone's mourning. But what about the actual family? What about David Bowie's family? Do you know what I mean? That's the difference. I'm like, okay, I get that. That's cool. And that's quite, yeah, that's quite a well written scene. And then she walks out and turns into Martin Manhunter. I'm going, hang on, so that wasn't Martha then. Yeah. So that entire sequence, just you completely undermined everything that you just did in that last scene by having it yeah. be her. So th- yeah. and that's just, that's the kind of, yeah, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was, like you say, like that was a bit that I was like. That was a, that was a Zack Snyder, yeah, because it's cool though. Yeah, exactly. Because it's cool. And that's, and that, the, that's, no, and that's like, yeah. That's the same way I feel about the black suit Superman. Like, it looks really cool. But other than that, yeah. what's the point of it? And then they even, exactly. they even hang a lampshade on the fact that, like, when they do that, there's a good line where it's like, you know, if you can't bring him down, don't, re- don't wave the red cape at him. And goes, yeah, but this red cape charges back. Like, that's a really cool line. Now, if he turned up wearing the red cape at the end, yeah, then maybe there'd be some significance to it. But for whatever reason, you've decided to have him in his fucking black suit. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, because everyone's like, oh, wear the black suit, give him a mullet and do this. And you're like, he doesn't need it because he's he's fine. Like he's he's zoomed up to get charged up by the sun. Yeah. And now he's OK. He doesn't need the black suit. The black suit was in there as like was was like a. Um, for like to like heal him, yeah. But it's, you know, it's one it was, it was like Kryptonian tech, and it was like so there was a robot, and he was using guns because he didn't have his own abilities. Like, stop looking at one picture that you know nothing about, and then have, shouting at people to make it into a film because you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah. That's part of the issue that I've got with this. Like that again, like, this, but this is outside of this is me shouting at the fandom because. You don't know what you're fucking talking about if you're screaming about him having the black suit. I want the black suit and the mullet. Wait, do you want the guns? Do you want him to not have powers? Because that's just as much of it. Yeah, in the the, the Death of Superman storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want Do you want a really poorly received storyline? Uh, is because that, that was the same thing. Oh no, you just you just want you just want a black suit because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you know. like, I get Snyder's got his own rationale behind the black suit, which I won't yeah. bore you with. Oh, does um, he? Yeah. Is that okay? It, to him, it's like uh, the black suit is what they all used to wear on Krypton. And it's him like going back because right. the, the red suit is like the public perception of Superman. And this is him being himself or something. I don't know. I can't remember all the ins and outs of it, but he has got some his own thinking behind it. Um, okay. Because the idea I think they would have gone with going forward is that he kind of now has to kill the the Clark Kent identity. Yeah. Because of the fact that he died in BVS and had an open casket funeral. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. real getting around that. So now he basically has to be Superman full-time, which is an interesting idea. It's like, right, well, what do, what do you do when you can't have a normal life anymore and the only people who know who you really are are your mum and <laughs> your, your wife? Yeah. Um, which again, that's not that's quite an interesting direction of Superman and gets over the idea of well, you can't realistically have a, a secret identity and just put a pair of glasses on and no one knows who you are. That's that's, that's a silly comic bookism, which we uh, it writes your way around that by killing off the Clark Kent character. 
Yeah. Like, okay, that's that's interesting. But we're not, you know, obviously we're not going to see that anyway, so never mind. Yeah. And that's like similarly to like how Marvel have done it. Like trying not to do it too many comparisons here, but um, similarly to how like Marvel do it, they're like we're just not going to have secret identities. Yeah. Apart from Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. It's just not a thing. Um, but like, yeah, it's it, the Clark Clark Kent and Superman, and them being secret identities is a fundamental part of that character. And it would have made sense yeah. for them to have found a way of look. We did it, and he went. He was a journalist at the Daily Planet, and he worked with Lois Lane. And everyone knew him as Clark Kent. Then this happened. Yeah. There's no reasonable way for us to bring both Superman and Clark back from the dead. So this is what we're going to do. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And again, like they, they, yeah, they had a plan. There was this whole, you know, what we saw in the nightmare sequence was him cradling Lois's body. The idea was that he blames Batman for that because Batman had the opportunity. To, he could have jumped in front of the bullet himself, sort of thing, and didn't. That's mm. when he's doing that and cradling her. It's actually in the Batcave. You can see in the back in the background the um. The uh, Jason Todd uh, Robin suit. Okay. So it's happened. It, the idea was that Superman went off to fight the Dark Side War and trusted Batman. He said, "Batman, I'm giving you one job. You have to protect Lois, no matter what. Protect Lois. That's the one yeah. I trust you to do that." Batman didn't do that, and then now that's become that. And then he gets taken over by the anti-life equation, and everything goes to shit. Right. And you get the sequence with the idea of what's going on in the nightmare bit is that. Uh, Batman is getting the Flash and everyone together. They're trying to steal a mother box so they can power the cosmic treadmill to send back yeah. the Flash back in time and, right. and stop him so that then the reset timeline and what would go into the third movie would be Batman allowing himself to die instead of Lois, which is what the Joker right. was getting at. When he was having to go, is that this is, this is the world you create because you didn't have the balls to let yourself die instead. Okay. But again, I only know that because I've read into it. You couldn't yeah. possibly know that from watching this film. So yeah, yeah, and it is again, like I say, you know, it's more disappointing than like the anger is gone. Like, like as we've it- sort of said over the weeks, like <laughs> the dis- like my anger at the fandom is different to my anger at the film. Like, like the the fandom I think is uh, is awful. Um, I yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, like the the. the, the, the yeah. the toxic part of the fandom the same toxic, toxic part, part of like the star wars fandom yeah. the same like toxic fandom i hate i hate the fact that yeah true there and wasn't it wasn't mind, possible to have a reasonable conversation about this without somebody screaming release the snyder cut yeah um but the thing to bear in mind like the the campaign itself and like the the members of the campaign that zach himself engaged with were the good guys the good version you know for every dickhead there was there are these people who were like used it as a platform for like promoting suicide prevention and all this side of thing because of his daughter and he engaged with them and spoke to them and all the rest. And they were like, they're the, they're the real, like the actual campaigners who who, like tirelessly campaigned for it. But there's also a bunch of dickheads screaming release a Snyder cut on the internet. Yeah. But this is what I mean. But like everyone who's ever tweeted release a Snyder cut isn't necessarily a dickhead is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's like I completely appreciate it. it's the same with any circle it's the same you know the the Brexit argument for every person that said that they wanted Brexit to happen because um you know they hated immigrants there's somebody that was in there that understands how restrictive the EU treaties are yeah. and how how difficult it is to put through a law within our country that affects our country 
without going through the EU, like um, uh, like tax on sanitary towels. Yeah, you know, there's there's something that everybody is like that's that's a ridiculous thing. We shouldn't be taxing it. It should be free. We should be able to. We shouldn't be taxing the normal function of a human body. But that was an EU control, so we had to have it. You know, that's the same. It's the same thing. There's like still a toxic amount to it, but it was it was impossible to have a rational conversation without that vocal majority being there because it was easy to write hashtag release the Snyder Cut and then insult a film critic mm. than it was to have a rational argument. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and well, that was the, that it, was the problem that I had with it. It was it was it was so much of it was screaming and shouting than the other part, and the other part is the part that should be admired. Yeah. You know, and again, but then well, you're no, looking that's, at that's the part. They get, the, the the other part that we're talking is the part that, like, say, Zach has give it gives them time and gives them like interviews and stuff. And I've seen those pieces. Like, I've seen those members of the fan base who were then invited to the premiere and all the rest of it because they're the they're the good guys who are doing it for the right reasons and not just being assholes mm. about it. I know like I don't I couldn't tell you the name of off the top of my head right now, but I've seen that because of the content that I've seen because people like Zach himself are promoting that. They're not promoting the dickheads. So they are the ones that are being raised up and celebrated. Um which is a good thing. Um yeah. Yeah. And and yeah it's you know, it's done now, like, it's out. I don't know if there's going to be no. any more. No, but... the um, the a executive at Warner Brothers was in an interview literally this week and it said that, as far as we're concerned, this is the end of the road for really? Snyder's stuff. Um, there's also, like, because now people are also saying about David Ayer and what happened to his version of uh, Justice uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. And they're saying we have absolutely no plans and pursuing that that's not happening um, yeah there's been like there's lots of think pieces going around about it people saying that are you know warner brothers are being stupid by doing this that's you know start the campaign i don't think it's going to happen zach himself has said look i never thought i'd be here talking about a movie that i made five years ago and being able to release it again so i'm not going to say never say never because you i you know this never thought this would happen but yeah i'm not you know i'm not i'm not gonna campaign for it sort of thing mm. um i for one yeah i would like to see the whole thing play out to a certain extent i would although now that he's kind of outlined exactly what he would do it would just be a case of us seeing that and we, now that i know that it's obviously not as interesting um but having just if you would just watch this not known that given the setup they had for things like dark side and all the rest of it i would like yeah i want to see that i want to see where this goes mm. um i want to see this team you know together and get like yeah the, yeah pick up where this where they left off with this you know batman's talking about putting together the uh, the league and the table together and we've got martian manhunt that's going to join the team and then maybe they could get shazam involved as well because that movie went down really well and no okay yeah then mind <laughs> but then they're still pushing ahead with different things aren't they yeah you know, i mean other stuff still... other stuff is still going on so i mean shazam they literally just cast heather mirren is going to be in the sequel as the villain really yeah um, so that's happening. They're doing, you know, obviously Aquaman 2 is going to happen. The main thing, the main sort of continuation of this particular version is going to be Flashpoint movie next year. Um, right. Because that is going to have Ben Affleck in it. Um, but also Michael Keaton as Batman. Okay. Which is going to be mad. Um, but then the other thing that has recently come out about that, which is unfortunate, is that Billy Crudup is going to have to get recast. 
Oh, really? Which is a shame, yeah. Because those, again, I remember us saying back in the day, that was one of the good scenes, and that's one of the ones that remains yeah. almost in its entirety here. Um, but he, unfortunately, is just a scheduling conflict. He's got, he's he's in the um, Apple TV show. Uh, what's it called? The Morning Show. Um, oh, okay. Oh, that's that. a shame. And so just because it's purely because of the filming schedule, he's like, he's every, he has every intention. And the other, like, they're also bringing back uh, Chrissy Clements, who we saw play Iris West. Mm. Who didn't even have a line in this, but she was there, and they're then they and they're keeping her and letting her actually play the character in the Flash movie. So good. <laughs> like, okay. So there are yeah, it's not a completely de- like people are saying restore the Snyderverse. Like the Snyderverse isn't dead. Like we still got Jason Momoa. We still got like all this other stuff still going on. It's just we're not going to see this particular storyline, which is essentially just the Injustice storyline. Um, yeah. Play out, and then the you've got a whole comic book series and two games yeah you've got the injustice games um but then also yeah i think they're going to use the flashpoint storyline with barry to reset some things um Mm. so they'll probably find a way to get that back on track i mean it would be nice to see things like have henry cavill come back and have someone who can write some dialogue for superman uh, rather than just have him standing heroically um (laughs) yeah let him say something jesus christ God is charismatic as fuck. I know. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why they won't let him talk. Like, <laughs> no literally, to a point where they literally, I couldn't believe that when they so they changed the line in the Joss Whedon cut. It was, um, "You smell good." Yeah, and he goes, "Did I not before?" And then now in this one, it's the first time he speaks. So she goes, "You spoke," and he goes, "Did I not before?" And I was like, "No, you really fucking didn't. You had like thirteen lines in Batman v Superman. <laughs> that was three hours long." <laughs> like. Fucking say oh, something, God. man. Anything. Um, yeah, you should have, instead of having the fucking nightmare sequence, it should have been Superman announcing his return to the world and have a bit of a fucking speech about it. Yeah. That would have like wrapped the film up really nicely, but nope. We're just gonna we're gonna have Batman swearing and Joker being a knob. Useless. Yeah. Useless edgelord. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, yeah. like I say. I'm, I'm ending on a negative note, but I really like this film, um, and I will continue to watch it. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it again no, simply no, because no, no, it's and it's but it's mainly out of disappointment. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the thing that that's the whole thing. And like, I genuinely am quite disappointed. It's made me a bit sad about it because I really? wanted this to be so. Yeah, honestly, I did want it. I wanted this to be a lot better. I wanted to enjoy it. <laughs> I okay. wanted to have a good time with it. And I just, did you? Okay. Yeah. No, no, of course I did. Like, I don't want to hate films. I don't want to hate the Fast and Furious films, but I think they're just vapid, just things that I don't enjoy, so I don't watch them. Like, if I genuinely didn't want to see this film and knew that I was going to hate it, I wasn't going to watch it. Yeah. You know, you got to remember, like, me loving superheroes has gone back to me being four or five years old. You know, the first comics that I got were Avengers comics. But for the longest time, I was an obsessed Batman fan. You know, like, my comic collection is DC and Marvel. Like, Superman's like the paragon of virtue to me. He isn't what we saw in Man of Steel. My problem with Man of Steel was... um, was not like the direction and stuff. It was the fundamental, fundamentally misunderstanding of the character, which again, they've done here, but it was caught up in a lot of other stuff. And it's like, 
like well i know that Zack snyder doesn't understand how to write superman so i'm not gonna scream and stamp my feet um but yeah it's just disappointing because i wanted to go into this and be like you know what you turn me around like i had a good time with it and then go from there but yeah there's just too much of it, it was just blank and that by the time i got to the end i was like oh, just wish it'd be better yeah. so but it's a shame like i won't watch it again because i don't want to be i don't want it to make me sad anymore um and i know we had a lot of fun kicking the other one um but that's because it was tripe yeah it was actually shit this one isn't shit that's part of my problem with it but yeah anyway we've got some new films to talk about soon have we yeah we got that amazon one we got that uh mauritanian do you we mean got... the manchurian no the mauritanian i thought it was the manchurian i don't know no um yeah the mauritanian which is um talking about uh which is like a super serious uh political spy jobby so it's going to be a fairly big jump um what else have we got coming up we've got some other i don't know everything's yeah everything's broken (laughs) (laughs) i'm just every i'm just desperately looking out for new films now yeah i'm like Um, just stop watching shit horror films yeah just to fill your time and actually find something good or different yeah, I know. There's some weird shit. Like, um, I know. I saw something the other day. I think um, so. No Man Land is going to be. Oh yeah. That is actually going to be on Disney. It's going to be on Star on Disney. Oh, is it? Yes, but that's thirtieth of April. So still quite a way away. Okay, so um, about that. So yeah, we have got that, and then I think at the same time they got that without remorse with um, Michael B. Jordan, which looks good. Um, there's, yeah. there's stuff. There's stuff. We yeah. We definitely got some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's. I know that imminently Kong versus Godzilla is going to come out, but how the fuck it's going to come oh, out? Oh, can we hold off on that? Yeah, can we hold I'm... off on that until we can go and see it in? Yes. I d- or I, also... can we just sit a foot in front of your television? No, because my television is like, big enough. Like five year olds. Like no, if we it's... sit s- six or seven inches away from it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm prepared to wait for the cinema for that. Also prepared to wait. Have you seen the? They've made the announcement about Black Widow. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's now going to be out in July. In July, it's going to the cinema, but it's also going to be Disney Plus Premier Access. Oh, so um, we're doing both. Yes, yeah, both. Okay. Um. Yeah, I know. And great. Yeah, you because know, I know you and I will go and see it at the cinema, but there'll be a bunch of arseholes who can't be asked to get off their fucking asses who will just download it, and it will kill mm. the cinema dead. And then they'll do the same for the Eternals, and we'll never watch another Marvel movie in the cinema ever again. <laughs> I, and uh, I'm pissed because like this again going back to what we've just talked about I wish I'd seen it at the cinema yeah because it's epic yeah I know that yeah you would have died I know oh yeah I just would have gone home for a bit yeah Um. but no I wouldn't have I would have sat I would have done the same thing I would have sat through it got to the end and said about being disappointed yeah but um yeah i don't know like i think that's that's really disappointing i'm glad that it is going to be at the cinema in some shape or form Mm. 
but yeah there are going to be i hope i hope the business i think the disney business can be a bit more forward thinking than just some checks and balances because yeah yeah, it is over a year now isn't it yeah i mean they haven't said the same about so they've shang chi was meant to come out in july that's now been pushed to september Okay. But they haven't said that that's also going to be on a Disney Plus Premier Access. That's just going to cinemas at the moment. Mm-hmm. But if like if they put um, if they put Black Widow out in July and everyone goes for it on Disney Plus and it makes a massive amount of money and no one goes to the cinema, they'll just they'll start doing that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I hope not. I, yeah. gen- I do hope not. Like yeah. I yeah, one of the things like. I was going to say about this was that do you think that if this ten, if this gets received like extraordinarily well mm. which i don't know if it has generally speaking it's been fairly positive um yeah yeah people have gone fuck i can't it's actually better than like yeah mm. like if this is yeah like if this is received extraordinarily well do you think there's a precedent that longer form stuff well it's well, interesting like this has come out and then we're also just at the beginning of having a six-part marvel series yeah here we are it's the same thing like can you might yeah if you might can you imagine again if they just use the same release platform because it's probably going to be end up being a ra- roughly the same amount of content but falcon mm. and the winter soldier is a four-hour movie yeah but it's split over six episodes mm-hmm. over six weeks so they could have quite easily run them parallel to one another like they could have quite like and like on a Monday you get an episode of Justice League on a Friday you get an episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. They could have done mm. that, and it yeah. would have worked probably better. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, it, it's a yeah. I think between the both both of them doing it, maybe. But I don't know. Warner Brothers is in a very different. They've also come out and said that like 2022 they will not be releasing stuff direct to streaming anymore. They said it's just really? 2021. Yeah, because I think part of it is they're trying to keep the directors on side because people like Christopher Nolan and Denny Venue uh, yeah. were kicking off about it, which yeah. is fair. And they're saying they're like, they're never going to work for him ever again, um, which is fair enough. Um, so that's part of the reason why they're now saying, right, well, we're, we're, this is literally just a one, one year only, and then we're going to go back to putting things out in the cinema. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone's approaching it differently, but we'll see. Um, Hmm. Well, well. Okay. Anyway, well, thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just got a bit caught up in that. Then. Yeah. Just thinking about how things are going to be different. The future of cinema, mate. It's, it's, it may it may be over. Um, but I know you and I will support it until it's dying breath. Um, because yeah. I don't think anyone will be the last people will be the last two this. people at the fucking cinema probably but that's what I don't I can't get my head around because I'm, I know that amongst my friendship group even I'm like I want to go to the cinema and I was like oh, I don't like it I like being at home and I'm to my mind like given the year we've just had surely people are just excited to go out and do something yeah surely you don't just want to sit in front of your own TV again and watch a movie do you not like just the experience of going to the cinema? Because everyone's like weighing up. Oh well, if you take the kids, then you got to get the sweets. Then you got to. I don't fucking care. It's going out and doing something. You haven't done anything for eighteen months. 
Are you telling me you mm. honestly would rather just sit in your own house again and watch something else on your TV in the same room that you've been stuck in for forever? That, that yeah. honestly appeals to you more. I don't understand it. I don't understand the rationale behind it. I just, but that's just me. No, I know what you mean, man. Like, I genuinely do. Like, I'm still an absolute advocate for cinema. It's the one thing that I'm... I'm more excited about cinemas opening than I am about gyms. And you know how weird I am about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, like, still... I'm desperate for that to open. Like, yeah. I can go for a run if I want to go outside, do exercise. Like, I'd much rather go to the cinema than I would the pub. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Cineworld have recently come out and said that, yes, we will be opening in May in line with the government's guidelines and i think one of the first things they are going to be showing is kong versus godzilla cool so that might be it it might be in may and we can go and see that um i'm assuming that probably the likes of view and all the other major chains will follow suit um but i know that city world have actually come out and said it um yeah but yeah we'll see anyway we're rambling on <laughs> rambling rambling um yeah thanks for listening guys um let us know what you thought about this this is obviously a very interesting and unique um film yeah and call it that um so yeah please get in touch and let us know um and you can find us on instagram at the omcast you can find us uh on spotify and all those different platforms and email us at the omcast at gmail.com yes the omcast pod at sorry gmail. the omcast pod at gmail.com yeah um and we yeah not quite sure what the next one will be but we'll find something um and we'll yeah. see you whenever that is uh yeah we'll find something and we'll catch you next time Bye. Bye. I think we had a I think we actually had a pretty good conversation about it to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, for all the talk of you can't have a reasonable conversation about it, that was quite a reasonable conversation about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, just two two adults having a proper conversation and respecting one another's opinions, mm. then yeah. <laughs> <laughs>